Welcome to Ladies Who Love Christ, where we love to encourage you to build intimacy with Christ. We'll bring you insights and teachings to help you grow in your walk with Jesus, ultimately becoming the strong, godly woman you were created to be. Here's Ashley Pope Todorova. Hi, ladies, and welcome to the Ladies Who Love Christ Ministries podcast. My name is Ashley Pope Todorova. I'm the founder of Ladies Who Love Christ Ministries. We are a women's teaching ministry here to equip you to grow in God's Word. We're here to help you to build intimacy with Jesus Christ above all else, and we are so happy that you found the podcast. Listen, uh, make sure you find us on your favorite podcast platform, wherever you like to listen. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to Ladies Who Love Christ Ministries after we record our podcast every week. We also upload a video teaching to our YouTube page. Make sure you visit Ladies Who Love Christ Ministries on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. It's an excellent way. We have an archive of studies that go back years. It's an excellent way for you to open God's word, to dig in and to grow. Um, Also, to learn more about the ministry, you can find us at ladieswholovechrist.com. We have a great website there. Um, We always let you know what we have going on. We are a teaching ministry that offers year-round live multi-platform, that's a lot to say, uh, multi-platform Bible studies. We offer these um, free of charge to our members. It's amazing. We love doing that. So make sure you connect with the ministry. That would mean so much to us. So today, I'm really excited about this topic. Um, I love talking about marriage, I love um, encouraging ladies in their marriage. I love talking to uh, women who are about to get married um, and they're not quite married yet. I love talking about marriage. It is um, such an incredible, incredible thing to me. Um, I have been blessed with an amazing husband, um, Alexander. He is so incredible. He supports me so much. And we have been through so much, so much, so much in our marriage um, that, you know, it just gives my heart so much joy to encourage women in their marriage through the good, through the bad, through the highs, through the lows. So today on the show, we are talking about five ways to protect your marriage, protection of your marriage. Five things that we, as ladies who love Christ, can be purposeful to do that will protect and guard your marriage. So that is what we're going to be unpacking on the show today. I always talk to ladies about the importance of guardrails. Guardrails in your marriage, that is um, that is something that is very basic, but it's also something that is very, very much overlooked in many, many marriages. A lot of people say, well, if I have guardrails, that means that I don't trust. No, sweet lady who loves Christ, if you have guardrails in your marriage, that means that you are protecting your marriage. You guys are protecting each other. You're looking out for each other. Guardrails are defined in this case, as a standard of behavior for protection. Guardrail, a standard of behavior for protection. Think of guardrails when you're driving down the road and you see those big um, silver uh, guardrails, right? 
Those are designed for protection. Get that mental imagery in your head, right? Guardrails protect your marriage. Guardrails are healthy for your marriage. Guardrails mean that you have um, the wisdom to look out for each other and to keep each other um, from temptations and sins and to really... Um, really just grow closer as a husband and wife in your marriage. So I just wanted to come right out of the gate today with not only defining that, but with just encouraging you that guardrails are a good thing, despite what the world may say, because anything, almost anything that is good and godly and in God's word, um, when you are functioning in a worldly system, the world's going to come against that. So I just wanted to boldly come out of the gate with that today. So we are going to look at five ways to protect your marriage. Hebrews 13.4 says, Marriage is to be honored by all and the marriage bed to be kept undefiled because God will judge the sexually immoral and the adulterers. One of the biggest things that you will see in a marriage without guardrails, in a marriage without protection, right, is you will see inevitably a lot of dysfunction and you will oftentimes see um, people that will end up stepping out in adulterous relationships. They'll start looking for things that maybe they're not getting inside the home or they're perceiving that they're not receiving and then they start looking outside. And that is that is one of the big, big, big things that we want to prevent in marriages. Ladies, I wanna make sure you understand today that I'm not coming to you from a position of, I have had a perfect marriage. I have learned some of the most valuable lessons that I share with you today through the storm. And when I say storm, torrential downpour storm, okay? Uh, Alex and I have been married for 16 years coming up in March. It has been um, 16 years of, of uh, mainly, mainly highs, but some very, very low lows that we had to learn these things together. Okay, so I just want to come out with that and let you know that you um, this is not about a perfect marriage, but it's really about protecting each other and growing in Christ likeness together. So the first simple thing that you can do, ladies, to protect your marriage is to commit to God's standard of morality. There's a lot of people that I know that say they call on the name of Christ and they seek after Jesus together and they're in church on Sundays and they volunteer and they're doing all of the things. They're checking all of the boxes, but when it comes down to it, they still try to function in a worldly standard with worldly um, morality and worldly um, integrity and boundaries. And I'm going to tell you right now that, that that does not work. The world is not for your marriage. Let me just say this again and say it loud um, for those who are listening. Maybe you're sharing this with a friend. Um, I always like to say for those in the back, I'm going to say this loud, right? The world is not for your marriage. The world is not for a strong marriage, growing in Christ-likeness, seeking after Jesus together. The world's not for that at all. You have to commit to God's standard of morality. Psalms 119.9 says, How can a man keep his way pure? By living according to his word. 
Ladies, one of the most beautiful things that you can do is, as a couple, is to sit down and to talk about these things and to commit to God's standard of morality, to commit to opening God's word because his word is alive and active, as it says in Hebrews, okay? It is alive and active. His word is what guides us. His word is what protects us. His word is what gives us wisdom. His word is what sets our moral compass as a lady who loves Christ, his word. So the first thing that you can do is, is commit to God's standard, commit to, um, to, to being in God's word together. Maybe you're with a spouse right now who is not following Christ. Um, obviously scripture so clear about being equally yoked for a reason, but if you're in that place, you sweet lady need to get bathed up in, in prayer and God's word every single day and commit to his standard of morality and to pray, pray for your spouse, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing is so simple. It's like my, my car. I have a used awesome car. This thing is the trusty, I named her Rosie. <laughs> She's the trusty vehicle, right? And I've committed to to this debt-free lifestyle so so rosie is an older um eight-year-old nine-year-old car and i've committed to to maintenance with my vehicle so that i can keep her rolling strong on the road right i'm giving you some really good mental imagery here well everything needs maintenance ladies Everything needs maintenance. And if it doesn't need maintenance right now, eventually at some point, at some year, at some mark, at some um, uh, point in your, your marriage, it's going to need maintenance. Everything needs maintenance. You need to commit to maintaining your marriage, to providing the maintenance that is needed um, if you can do the maintenance that's needed before the breakdown starts to happen, do you see this? Before your car is broken down on the side of the road, well, before your marriage starts to break down, if you can do the necessary maintenance, it, it is it is vital and it helps so very, very much. Proverbs 5 says a lot. Proverbs chapter 5 says a lot about marriage. I'm going to actually read to you um, verses 15 through 18 today. But I want you to go back to that passage um, of scripture and I want you to read that yourself and really meditate on it. Uh, Proverbs 5.15 says, drink water from your own cistern, water flowing from your own well. Should your springs flow in the streets, streams in the public squares? They should be for you alone and not for you to share with strangers. Let your fountain be blessed and take pleasure in the wife of your youth. Okay, I love that passage and there's a lot more to that. So I want you to go back and read it. Everything and everyone and every marriage needs maintenance. Work on the things that need fixing, ladies. Work on the things that you know are starting to break down. Maybe they've not broken down yet, but you know they're starting to get there. You know that there are some issues in your marriage. You know that there are some things that need to be worked on. You know that there are some conversations that need to be had. This is the time. This is the maintenance, and this is the time to have those conversations. This is the time to face those 
issues. As a lady who loves Christ, you don't go into anything in your life alone. You don't go into one conversation. You don't go into one um, one thing without Christ. So I want to encourage you to know that even if it's a big daunting conversation, even if it's an issue that is so hard for you to think about, talk about, whatever it is, we all have things in our marriage. You need to be willing to put in that needed maintenance before it breaks down and you're not going into it alone. You're not going into it alone. Be open in your communication with your spouse. Be open with the things that maybe uh, need to be fixed, the things that need to have um, some, some tender loving care um, put on. But also, ladies, understand that this is communication sometimes where you know you're falling short in the marriage. You know that maybe you're not doing the things you should be doing. And that honoring your spouse, ladies, honoring your spouses is is a, a way of showing honor to, to Christ too, because he talks about the marriage. He talks about the importance of the marriage. Okay, it's all over scripture, right? And, and I want you to understand that if you have those tough conversations and you're, you're focused on that maintenance, that in the end, it is such a beautiful thing. It, it leads to healing where it's needed and wholeness where it's needed. It leads to um, such a beautiful depth to your marriage that did not exist before, but also taking a tough look at yourself. I've oftentimes in my marriage over this past almost 16 years looked and thought, wow, I can be doing better here. Maybe things are not perfect. Maybe they're not like uh, you're desiring them to be. Maybe they're not, but you can look and say, this is where I can do better. This is where I can serve my spouse better. And the world, again, remember, is not for your marriage. So when you talk about a healthy form of serving your spouse, this is this is a way of honoring God and honoring honoring him through your marriage because the world is watching that if it makes sense so seek godly wisdom and guidance where it's needed this is maintenance seeking godly wisdom not worldly wisdom godly wisdom where it's needed Alex and I have wonderful mentors of ours. They're people that we love. They're dear to us. And we know that if we reach a point where we need advice, and it can be any advice, but most certainly if we need advice in our marriage from a couple who has walked it out for many, many years, we have them. And so that's vital in your marriage too, to find godly, strong people who are for your marriage, who are for seeing your marriage thrive and succeed and honor Christ because what it does when you have a strong God-honoring marriage, it honors Christ and it literally shows this beautiful picture to the world when they see that love that you share. The third point is to control, and the third way to protect your marriage, I should say, is to control your thought life. 2 Timothy 2.22 says, turn your back, literally turn your back on lustful desires and give your positive attention to goodness, to integrity, to love, and to peace in company with those who approach the Lord in sincerity. Turn your back on lustful desires. Take your thought life captive. Scripture talks about taking your thoughts captive. Be choosy, ladies. 
be choosy of what you allow in to your heart and into your mind. You see, Alex and I, and I'm going to share some really applicable ways we do this in our marriage. Um, there are things that we married in our 20s. Um, we were young. We married in our 20s. Um, we're in our 40s now. We have a lot more experience under our belt. So I can I can save you, beautiful ladies, a lot of, of tears and heartache um, by sharing the things that we do in our marriage. And it makes for such a rewarding, special, intimate relationship. It's amazing right? Be choosy of what you allow in. Do not put yourself in situations where you know that there's a weakness, you know that there's an open door, you know that there's an opportunity for temptation and sin, and yet you walk right into it. See, scripture is so clear. Turn your back on lustful desires, okay? Be choosy of what you're allowing into your mind, into your heart, what you're reading, what you're watching, what you're listening to. Be choosy and be mindful. Um, refine, refine your life. And ladies, this is this is for men too, but I'm speaking to the lady who loves Christ. I'm speaking right to you gals in ways that you can protect your marriage, okay? The fourth thing is to protect your marriage is to minimize those temptations and like I said I'm going to say it till till you get it the world is not for your marriage you want your marriage to honor Christ to show this beautiful picture of Christ to the world this this imagery right and you want to have this this fruitful relationship with your spouse that's amazing if you want to do that you need to create guardrails you need to create those measures of protection right remember a guardrail in this context is a standard of behavior for your protection so you need to create those guardrails and minimize temptation in your life and in your marriage uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 12 says, so be careful thinking, I would never behave like that. Let this be a warning to you or you too may fall into sin. Don't you ever think, sweet ladies who love Christ, that it will not happen to you. Don't you ever think that you are beyond that temptation. Don't you ever think that I would never do that because ladies, the enemy scripture says the enemy comes, literally comes to kill and destroy. If you are not taking active measures daily to protect, to guard your marriage, you are as susceptible as the next person. Yes, even if you do all the things. Yes, even if you volunteer at church. Yes, even if you serve on the, the church committee or the fill in the blank, whatever it is. Yes, you are. I'm telling you, you are going to be susceptible to that. You have to minimize those temptations. You have to protect each other. What does that look like in my marriage? Let me just give you some real um, uh, examples that Alex and I do. The first thing is my husband and I, um, he and I went through some very difficult times in our marriage. We went through some very difficult times very early on when when we did not have guardrails, when we did not have things in place, when we were not protecting each other, when we did not realize that these are things we needed to do. We went through some difficult things and let me tell you, the guardrails that we have in our marriage today, they are to protect each other. He protects me and I protect him. So what does that look like? You'll never see me 
going to have dinner or lunch or coffee or anything else alone with a male. You'll certainly never see Alex going to have lunch or dinner or anything else alone with a female. You'll never see us. We're in a health and and wellness industry. Um, We are no longer um, uh, doing like fitness training. We did that in our 20s and 30s. Uh, but we we are running our practice now together. But you never see us engaging in business events with members of the opposite sex alone. We don't allow open doors. We shut those doors before there's a problem. We shut those doors and we protect each other. We go into so many things together because we want to protect each other. We want to protect our marriage. We want our marriage to honor God, Right. I see a lot of couples. I see a lot of couples now and and they they think that those guardrails are are um are too uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're too harsh in the sense that well then that means you don't trust each other. No, no, let me tell you sweet lady who loves Christ after almost 16 years married, it does not mean that you don't trust each other. It means that you know there's a real enemy and you know what he's capable of and you know how he will try to come against your marriage and you also know that you have to be so proactive in this world that is not for your marriage to shine for Christ and to allow your marriage to be a way of serving and honoring him. It means that you know that it is wisdom to have guardrails in your marriage. It's wisdom. The fifth thing, ladies, and there's many ways, there's many other ways to do that. Um, We can um, take that for another, take that to another conversation later because I want to respect your time today. Um, But the fifth way to protect your marriage And ladies, this may seem like such an unusual way to protect your marriage, but I'm just going to, I'm going to call it for like it is, um, or for what it is. If we're not careful to speak words that build our spouse up, if all we do is nag, 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 if all we do is point out what our spouse is doing wrong, what they can't do right, where they fall short, That is not protecting your marriage. That, in fact, will make your spouse want to run, run far and run fast. You have to speak kind words that build your spouse up for all the things that our spouses can do that maybe drive us bonkers. There are so many other things that they do that are good and that are right. Focus on those. Speak words that encourage their hearts. Our men need that. You know, Alex and I are in a habit every single day of waking up and telling each other how grateful we are for one another, how much we love each other, how thankful we are that we get to do life and business and ministry together. Uh, we, we, we share the things that we enjoy about each other. We speak it out every day. We speak it out. And I, I paid a lot of attention to that over the years. And I thought, goodness gracious, this is this is life to a marriage. Like it's life to look at your spouse and say, you are so awesome at this. And I'm so proud of you. I tell Alex <laughs> 10 times a day how proud of him I am. Um, there are ways that you can build your spouse up. And if you don't think that's protection for your marriage, if all you're doing is breaking your man down, ladies, I'm just going to tell you very clearly, it's not going to end well. It's not going to end well. If all you do is speak about the things that are wrong, it's not going to end well. Uh, 
Proverbs 15.1, Proverbs has so much to say about words and the power of the tongue and all of these, these issues. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. What you say, you can say something in two different ways and it's completely received differently based on how you said it. What you say, right, if you want it to be received well, it's more so about how you say it, how you say it, instead of constantly nagging. I, as, as a lady who loves Christ, as a, a woman, I, I was raised very differently than my husband. I was raised uh, pretty crazy. I lived with a lot of people. I had a lot of heartache. I had a lot of abuse. I had a lot of things. So I really had almost this tough, tough, tough um, male-like mentality, right? And nagging, nagging drives me bonkers. Do not nag. <laughs> So that's one that's one way to protect your marriage. Ladies, listen. Your marriage is is so so vital for this kingdom to share Christ. People are looking for strong healthy marriages. They're looking for people who they can look up to that they can really genuinely know that what they're showing to the world and what's happening behind closed doors are the same thing. Uh ladies, you you can have a thriving, God-honoring, beautiful marriage, but it starts with you being willing to set into place some guardrails to protect it, some um, attitudes and behaviors that you uh, take on every day, such as what we just talked about, um, that will will yield much different results. And you're just, you're just going about it a different way. So I'm really, really grateful that you were able to um, tune in to five ways to protect your marriage. Um, I want to just offer up as a resource, there is a phenomenal, phenomenal book um, and devotional. There's a book and devotional by Gary Toms. It's called Sacred Marriage. What if marriage was more about making us holy rather than happy? right? That sanctification process that we all go through in, in our life after we've um, come into a relationship with Jesus. Well, it's it's around that premise, uh, using your marriage. It's incredible. So I encourage you to go. I encourage you to um, check that out. But nothing, 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 nothing will do for your marriage what opening the Word of God together will do. What Reading God's Word, meditating on scriptures together, praying, taking hands at night, taking hands in the morning, praying over your day, praying over each other, praying for those levels and measures of protection, praying for those things. Ladies, the world's not for your marriage, but God is for your marriage. Start to get in his word. Start to get serious about these things. Go back, listen to the podcast again, take notes, meditate on the scriptures we talked about today. I encourage you to share this podcast. We are so grateful for every share and so many, 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 many marriages need this encouragement about guardrails and protecting their marriage. Ladies, make sure you find us on YouTube. Subscribe there. Connect with the ministry at ladieswholovechrist.com. You can uh, reach out to me through our contact form. If you ever need 
prayer, you have questions, you want to know about our next Bible study, um, very thankful for you. Thankful that you were here today. So excited to be back with you next week. We have an exciting, exciting podcast. I'll tell you about it soon. But God bless you, ladies, and take these active steps to protect your marriage. I'll see you next week.